UGA Football News presents today's sports report. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. And now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. Well, let's talk about a few things uh, off of our stack of stuff uh, concerning the University of Georgia. We love Brock Bowers. You know, Brock Bowers caught 56 passes last season for Georgia, 882 yards, 13 touchdowns. A freshman, freshman tied in. He led the Bulldogs in all three receiving categories. The Southeastern Conference Freshman of the Year, uh, named the Freshman of the Year by, you know, all kind of organizations and second team All-American and that kind of thing. Anyway, our good buddy, Brock Bowers, you know, he was dealing with an injury, kind of aggravated the injury in the SEC championship game. You know, it, it, it kind of fell wrong and, you know, it twisted it or whatever. Uh, he, but he did have, uh, and then he, I think he re-injured it again in the national championship game. So it was something that had to be taken care of. It's a torn labrum, which, you know, that's a muscle somewhere in the shoulder. Anyway, he had a procedure this week to repair a torn labrum, which means basically he's going to be out of the spring workouts. He won't be at the G-Day game and won't be, you know, in the spring workouts. But uh, that we've been assured that uh, he's going to be ready to be back on the field this summer for the summer uh, workouts and ready for the fall. So there you go. So uh, our our kind of, our uh, kudos to Brock Bowers and our best wishes for a, a quick recovery. What a fine young man from Napa, California. And uh, there you go. Uh, listen, tonight we're going to uh, just, we're going to run over our roster, the Georgia roster. You know, and, and some, I was not aware of this. In some of our position, uh, you know, our position groups, man, we got a lot of people. Our offense, offensive line position group. I mean, my word. We, I didn't know we had that many offensive linemen on the on the roster. Hey, you you never can have too many, I suppose. But we're going to run over quickly the roster as it is sitting now. Of course, the quarterback room: Stetson Bennett, super senior; Carson Beck, sophomore; Brock Vandergriff, redshirt freshman; Gunnar Stockton, true freshman. That's our quarterback room. Now, Stetson Bennett, of course, expected to be the starter again, and why not? I mean, he led the Georgia Bulldogs to the national championship. By the way, Stetson Bennett, I think Georgia's baseball season opens today or maybe tomorrow or something like that. Stetson Bennett's going to throw out the first pitch uh, for the uh, Georgia baseball Bulldogs. There you go. He's going to throw out the first pitch and take batting practice, uh, batting practice with our baseball team. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if he has a baseball background or not. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, so that's our quarterback. That's our quarterback room. Running back room looks like this. Kitty uh, McIntosh, Sr., Kendall Milton, Jr., Dejon Edwards, Jr. And then you got two true two true freshmen. Say that, you know, quickly. Uh, you have Andrew Paul, true freshman from Texas. They're really high on Andrew Paul. And Branson Robinson. And did you see that photograph, video of Branson Robinson? You know, with the weights and how he looks and his physique and, you know, wow. Uh, he's a true freshman running back. So you got McIntosh, Milton, Edwards, Paul, and Robinson uh, as um, in, our, in our running back room. 
That's pretty good running back room. I have a sneaking suspicion that, um, you know, the portal thing. Georgia, has Georgia got anybody through the portal yet? I don't think so. But I think through the portal thing, it, it, you know, after spring practice, after spring practice, Georgia will add some guys through the portal. You know, that thing. You know about it, that thing. Where players from other schools can come into another school and play immediately. And I have a sneaking suspicion that Georgia's going to probably add a running back through the portal. But we'll see. Wide receiver. Here, Here's our wide receiver room. Uh, Kyrus Jackson, Dominic Blaylock, Marcus Rosemees, uh, Rosemees, uh, Jack Saint, Lad McConkey, Adonai Mitchell, Eric Gilbert, uh, Gilbert rather, Arian Smith, Jackson Meeks, Dylan Bell, a true uh, freshman, uh, Denalyn Morissette, a true freshman, Chandler C.J. Smith, a true freshman, and Cole Spear, a true freshman. That's a pretty good name for a wide receiver, isn't it? Cole Spear. <laughs> anyway, Bob, and you know, pretty good, pretty good wide receiver room there as well. Uh, tight ends, uh, Brock Bowers, of course, uh, Darnell Washington, Ryland Good, and Brett Scyther, and Oscar Delp. Now, De Oscar Delp is a true freshman, and so that's your that's your tight end room. Pretty good offensive line and. <laughs> Warren Erickson, Owen Condon, uh, Warren McClendon, Xavier Truss, Clay Webb, Cedric Van Pran, Tate Ratledge, Broderick Jones, Chad Lindbergh, Austin Blask. I'm not through yet. Uh, Devin Willock, uh, Cameron Kinney, Amarius Mims, Micah Morris, uh, Dylan, or Dylan uh, Fairchild, Jared Wilson, Alou Bai, Drew Bubbo. There you go. Uh, Ernest Green, Jacob Hood, and uh, Griffin Scroggs. That's our offensive. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I didn't know we had that many offensive linemen. But I, you know, it takes it because you get injured and then you got to rotate the guys. And, you know, they tend to be kind of big and uh, they need a rest. And linebackers, we got a bunch of linebackers. Hey, we're not going to go over all these. But, uh, you know, we, we, you look over the uh, University of Georgia roster, makes you feel pretty good about what you have. And again, you know, I, I talk to these recruiting gurus sometimes, you know. I just call them up and say, okay, uh, you know, give me the latest scoop on what's happening for the University of Georgia. And then these college football gurus, you know. And I don't know how you attain the status of being a guru, but I call these guys and I say, okay, well, tell me, tell me what's up with the University of Georgia. And they give me the scoops. Of but they're very impressed with the roster and uh, Georgia – you know, has lost some guys through the portal, uh, picked up, uh, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Hadn't picked up anybody, but it's coming, they say. ESPN's Todd uh, Todd McShay. Um, you know, he does this mock draft thing for the NFL. You know, he and the other guy. Who's the other guy? I forgot. Anyway, uh, Todd McShay, he, he does this mock draft. You know, he projects who's going to be taken from what school in the NFL draft. And according to Todd McShay, Georgia will have four first-round picks in the first round in the upcoming NFL draft. Now, nobody calls Todd McShay and say, hey, Todd, who do you think we should take? You know, the NFL teams, they do their due diligence, whatever they need to do to make a decision on who they're going to uh, who they're going to take in the draft. McShay projects Nicobe Dean, Travion Walker, Jordan Davis, 
and Devontae Wyatt to go in the first round of the NFL draft. How about that? And who knows how many players from the University of Georgia will actually be drafted. So there you go. And, of course, if you're a first-round draft, you're guaranteed, like, a mint. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're guaranteed, like, for everything, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I know Steve Highland makes a point. You know, go back and compare the mock to the real thing. And you're you're right, Steve. Um, if they bat 50%, they might be doing pretty good. But, uh, you know, it's kind of fun to project the, the kind of thing and uh, and look at it. Okay, so here we go. Uh, 2023, the number one recruit is Arch Manning. You know, his dad is Cooper Manning, not Peyton and and uh, not uh, the other guy, Levi or whatever. Uh, but it, 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 it Cooper Manning, which is the funniest of them. <laughs> Eli, yeah, not Levi. I didn't say that, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Eli and Peyton. No, his dad is Cooper Manning, and Cooper Manning is had a hilarious young man. Uh, just you know, he he's, he 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 does these these takeoffs with his brothers as and, and he projects himself as the you know the lesser famous brother and that kind of, kind of thing. Have you ever seen their commercials or their you know their little videos they do sometimes? He's hilarious. So Arch Manning, he, he, you know, his dad is Cooper. He's the number one recruit for 2023. Now the question is this: legitimate question. Question is this. If his name was not Arch Manning, would there be all the buzz around him that we have? Honestly, you know, just because his name is Arch Manning, does that mean, is that why we're getting so much buzz? Well, I talked to some of the guys, some of the, the you know, the recruiting guys, and they say, look, he's legit. He is a legit number one recruit, um, but he's not like, head and shoulders above other quarterbacks that are available for the 2023 uh, draft. You know? So he's good, but there are other quality quarterbacks as well that will be available in the, uh, you know, to sign for the 2023 class. Anyway, there's a lot of buzz. Uh, There was a report that Manning was down to two schools, Alabama and somebody else. And that was refuted, uh, refuted, refuted. I'll get it out in a minute. By his dad, Cooper, who says, no, in fact, uh, teams have been added. So now now here's Arch Manning's, you know, now here's Arch Manning's uh, schools. Uh, Florida, LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, Texas, and Georgia. So, you know. So there's a lot of buzz about Arch Manning. And I've talked to some of the guys, and they say, look, he's good. He will he if he when he signs with a team, a lot of other high schoolers are going to want to play with Arch Manning, and so you might get a benefit of other players coming your way. Uh, Steve Holly wants to know is he better than Gunner? Um, you know, to be honest with you, from what I understand from talking to the guys who have watched both of them play, Gunner Stockton is is just right there with Arch Manning. I think the name factor does have a lot to do with it, but that's not to take away the fact that he is a very talented quarterback. And um, so you don't you don't want to take that away. As a junior, uh, Manning threw for 1,947 yards, 26 uh, touchdowns, four interceptions. He had seven rushing scores as well. So in his uh, three years 
uh, so far in uh, in high school. He's thrown for 6,307 yards, 81 touchdowns, passing 19 rushing. He is projected to be the number one prospect in uh, the class of 2023. So is he coming to Georgia? Well, I, here's my scoop. And I, I was I was talking to somebody who is familiar <laughs> familiar with his dad. And here's the scoop. Arch Manning has no idea where he's going to college. <laughs> it's just, okay, I know you waited all day for that, but uh, Arch Manning is still in the process of making his uh, decision. But he's being shielded. You know, he's, they, his family's doing a good job shielding him from all this. They just want him to enjoy his high school, enjoy the thing. He has to make a decision. So he's being, uh, ah, for want of a better word, handled very well. You know, I, I, you can say that. He can. He's being handled very well. So anyway, hey, Matthew Stafford and the uh, Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl this past Sunday. I enjoyed the game. Watched it. My 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 dear wife endured it. <laughs> you, you know, I love football, and she tolerates football, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. Now she. And, and, and uh, you know, I love my wife. She can't watch Georgia when Georgia's playing. She gets too nervous. She says, I just can't. I just can't watch this, you know. So she goes. And I have to give her updates on how it's going. But anyway, we, we watched the Super Bowl. And uh, congratulations to the uh, Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford, obviously. Uh, former University of Georgia coach. Or uh, coach, listen to me. Uh, quarterback. And it's kind of interesting. Matthew Stafford becomes the second starting quarterback in NFL history to have his alma mater win a national championship the same year he won a Super Bowl. So how about that? That's pretty good. The only other quarterback to achieve this obscure feat is Joe Montana. Montana led the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl in 1988, the same year that Notre Dame won the national championship in college football. So congratulations to Matthew Stafford and all the Bulldogs who are a part of that winning team for the um, Los Angeles Rams. It was exciting. And no, my engineer has been, he's been picking at me unmercifully because I really didn't dig the halftime show. You know, what's wrong with that? You know, and he's been giving me all the razz about that. But, it, you know, it's not my jam. I mean, you know, seriously, it's just... But if you enjoyed it, hey, there you go. Uh, but uh, it wasn't. Yeah, give me some country boys. I, we need some country singers for the halftime thing, right? For the NFL. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. There's something called ESPN SP Plus ratings. Or S ESPN SP uh, positive ratings or something like that. It's something that it ESPN does. And here's what they do. They look at the teams and they take into consideration returning production. You know, who's coming back for these teams? Then recent recruiting. They take into account returning production, recent recruiting, and recent history. And so they, they take these things in, they analyze these teams, and they've come out with a, a top 10 based on the ESPN SP. Uh, plus ratings for next year, for 2022. And uh, kind of interesting. They have Ohio State number one. Oh, wow. Uh, according to the ESPN SP plus ratings. You know, these guys, these, you know, 
these, you know, for and it's an affectionate term. These nerds, they really love college football and, you know, have all these mathematical equations and that kind of thing. Anyway, they looked at all this stuff. And they have Ohio State, the number one team in the country next year, projected for 2022. Georgia, number two. Alabama, number three. Which I don't, you know, why isn't Alabama number one? I mean, you got the Heisman Trophy winner coming back. You have the Will Anderson, uh, probably the best defensive player in the, in the college football coming back. I knew. I don't understand this one. And I disagree with it completely. Uh, but they have Ohio State, number one. Georgia, number two. Alabama, three. Michigan, four. Clemson, uh, then Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. And interestingly, interestingly, in the ESPN SP Plus uh, ratings, they have Tennessee in the top 10, number nine, and then Wisconsin. Now, what does all that mean? It don't mean a thing. It doesn't mean a hill of beans. But um, it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, they do all these computerized projections and analy- analyzing and that kind of thing. So according to ESPN SP Plus, you got Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, Texas A&M. Okay, um, out of the world of the NFL, the NFL Network uh, is reporting that the Minnesota Vikings are expected to interview Georgia tailback and assistant coach Thomas Brown, former UGA great, to fill their offensive coordinator vacancy. Brown is currently the running back, uh, a running backs coach and assistant head coach for the Los Angeles Rams. So. There you go. Uh, and also, former Georgia defensive lineman Richard Seymour has been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was elected on Thursday. Seymour will be inducted in Canton, Ohio on August the 6th, along with offensive lineman Tony Baselli. Man, he was a beast. Linebacker Sam Mills, defensive back Leroy Butler, defensive lineman Bryant Young, wide receiver Cliff Branch. He was a great one. Coach Dick Vermeil and former NFL Director of Officiating Art McAnally. That's interesting. Seymour will be the fifth Bulldog inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, joining Charlie Trippy, Brand Harkenton, Terrell Davis, and our friend, our supporter, and our great one, Champa Bailey. There you go. Seymour played for New England from 2001 to 2008 after being drafted sixth overall from uh, uh, and from Oakland and for Oakland. Oh, I'm sorry. He played after being drafted sixth overall, and he played for Oakland as well. I didn't write this copy good. From 2009 to 2012, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Patriots appeared in a fourth Super Bowl. Seven-time Pro Bowl uh, selection. Five-time All-Pro pick. Well, there you go. Congratulations to Richard Seymour. There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a college football coach. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, it was released. Uh, you know, they, they did this, uh, you know, Freedom of Information Act kind of thing to say uh, to see how much, you know, Georgia assistants were being paid. You know, the, the, the salaries for the Georgia staff. It's kind of interesting. There were some comments that, uh, you know, even though Georgia is the national champions, the the salaries that are paid to the uh, to the assistants, to the staff of uh, the University of Georgia, uh, you know, are kind of moderate in comparison to other schools. Um, 
Defensive line coach Trey Scott has got a big raise. Uh, his salary is now $760,000. It was $600,000 um, last year. Offensive analyst Buster Faulkner. You know, did I know Buster Faulkner? Did Okay. I mean, he's an offensive analyst. And I'm sure Buster is a great guy. Uh, he received a raise from 150000 to 250000 Co-defensive coordinators Will Muschamp, Glenn Schulman, each will make $800,000 apiece next year. Offensive uh, coordinator Todd Munkin, who apparently is not going to the NFL, at least, you know, there's not a lot of buzz about him being offered anything. Offensive coordinator Todd Munkin will make $1.25 million next year as uh, a part of a built-in raise he received when signing his current three-year contract. He is slated to make $1.4 million in 2023. Now, he may get a raise. He may get a raise. Uh, new outside linebackers coach, and, you know, I'm probably going to, going to destroy this name, but I hope I don't. Uh, Chidea Uzi Deribe. Is that close? My apologies to Coach Deribe if that's wrong. And, you know, we'll we'll find out and we'll straighten it out. Uh, which, man, boy, I've heard glowing reports about this guy being uh, the new outside linebackers coach. Uh, Deribe will make uh, $450,000 next fall. Matt Luke uh, is made uh, nine, uh, $900,000 tied in uh, last year. Uh, tied in coach Todd Hartley, 450000 Dale McGee, 800000 Raises for them have not been announced as of yet. New wide receivers uh, coach Brian McClendon will be making $700,000 this year. Man, that's, that's pretty good, you know. You can go to Walmart and buy out half the store with that business. So, and you know, they work hard, and we don't uh, around here, we don't begrudge anybody for being successful and being paid for being successful. So congratulations to the guys from the staff of the University of Georgia. Uh, and you won the national championship, and you deserve every single bit of it. I uh, thought we'd run over quickly the uh, – is that all we have? No, okay. thought we'd run over quickly the uh, schedule for the University of Georgia next year. Uh, September 3rd, start off with Oregon. And the time has not been announced for that. That's going to be at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Hot Atlanta. Uh, that's, you know, some kind of kickoff thing. Dan Lanning, defensive coordinator for the championship squad of the University of Georgia, now the head coach at Oregon. And uh, so there you go. Uh, so Oregon, uh, Georgia and Oregon will play on September 3rd. Uh, September the 10th, Georgia will take on Samford at Stanford Stadium. That'll be the home opener. September 17th, Georgia will travel to Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, you know, South Carolina, you know, Shane Beamer, bless his heart. Uh, he's kind of uh, greasing the wheel over in South Carolina. He's, he's doing a good job uh, as a um, Spencer Rattler, quarterback from Oklahoma, former quarterback from Oklahoma on the squad at uh, South Carolina. Also picked up a tight end from South Carolina and some other guys in the transfer portal. Uh, South Carolina is going to upgrade 
uh, next year. And they'll be shooting for Georgia on September 17th. Don't think they'll have the talent to stick with Georgia, but it should be an interesting game. Georgia returns home on September 24th against Kent State. Then October the 1st, Georgia travels to Missouri. Now, no no times have been announced for these games because, you know, it's all dependent on television and does the CBS want them for the uh, you know, SEC game and this, that kind of thing. So anyway, October 18th, uh, or October 8th, rather, Auburn comes to Georgia to play in uh, Sanford Stadium. Um, and then October 15th, uh, Vanderbilt comes to Athens. October 29th, Georgia travels to Jacksonville, Florida to take on the University of Florida. Uh, November the 5th, uh, Tennessee will come to um, come to Athens. What was that? Oh, okay. Uh, come to Athens. November the 12th, Georgia travels to Starkville to take on Mississippi State, which, by the way, I, I saw a report that it is projected Mississippi State uh, has has the toughest schedule in college football. You know? And, um, and that was projected. Mississippi State has a brutal, brutal uh, schedule. They play the national championship and, of course, Alabama, uh, the national champion and then Alabama, the runner. Uh, then November 19th, Georgia will travel to Lexington to take on Kentucky. Ooh, you know, in Kentucky. And you know, Georgia now has the big target on its back. So there you go. And then uh, November 26th, Georgia Tech comes to Sanford State. Um, I was reading a kind of an interesting um article today on which programs could become the next Alabama and take over his college football dynasty, a dynasty. Now the article rightly pointed out that Alabama's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, the way Alabama recruits, uh, the, the Nick Saban, the way they play coaching staff, you know, the, the article says, look, we're, we're not writing off Alabama. They're not going anywhere. Uh, they're they're going to be there every year. You're going to have to deal with Alabama, which I agree with. But it was kind of the gist of the article was, okay, outside of Alabama, which college teams have the potential to be uh, to be a college football dynasty? And so uh, it, it, it's kind of interesting. See what you think about it. Clemson, you know, the Clemson already kind of sort of in that that stratosphere with Alabama. And then then it got interesting. According to this article, the next team that could uh, potentially have a college football dynasty, USC with Lincoln Riley. And of course, they're depending a lot at USC on his ability to recruit and transfer portal. He did get Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. Uh, then Texas A&M has the potential of being another college football dynasty or the next one uh, college football dynasty with uh, with that recruiting class they had this year they need to do something and then I you know I just shoot boo 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 uh, Notre Dame was on the list you know anytime on, on any given Saturday I'm pulling for the Bulldogs and I'm pulling for whoever's playing against Notre Dame <laughs> it's just I don't know is that bad? That's not bad, is it? That's just the way it is. Anyway, according to this article, Notre Dame has a chance to be 
college football dynasty. They have a new coach. Then Ohio State uh, was on the list. And then finally, Georgia. In fact, uh, Georgia was the favorite of this article to take over as a college football dynasty. So we'll see. Now, there's a lot of projections about Georgia next year. Will there, will the the Bulldogs have a letdown next season? Um, you know, I, I don't know if the Bulldog roster will be, can it be as talented as it was last year? You know, I, I don't know. Is that a, you know, once in a decade type roster that Georgia had last year? Now, Georgia has a very good roster. And Georgia very well could go for it again and go. Uh, so, it, but there's a lot of speculation Georgia may have a letdown. I don't think so. I, with Kirby Smart, the way he coaches, the way he, de- what he demands of his staff. Um, yeah, and I agree with uh, one of our comments, uh, reloading, not rebuilding. And I agree with that. So, uh, but, uh, but here, here's the, I was talking to Rusty Mansell. Uh, from 247sports.com, and he says, look, you know, next year, Georgia's going to have a, you know, if they want to get back to the national championship, they will have the roster to do it. But he said, you wait till 2023. And this recruiting class that has just been signed as they step forward, and you mix them and mash them with what you have on the roster now. And he said, Georgia's going to be a monster in 2023. I think they're going to be... a monster in 2022 as well. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's sports report. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.